Welcome back to the baseball podcast. You know, it's been a hot minute, many say. Uh, I don't minutes. talk about I don't talk about minutes like that. You know, I, I like to talk about them in strictly objective terms. But uh, <clears throat> you know, no matter whether or not you're willing to talk about minutes that way, one thing we can all agree on is that we have not podcast in some time. I believe was the most recent podcast. It was, it was Donovan, right? Oh, it's Pepe. You're right. It was you're Pepe. Right, yeah. And and I will I will say really fast. I want to give two two shout outs really quick. One to okay. Pepe because uh he came on the show. He was really nice, super accommodating, and he gave us a lot of cool stuff to talk about. And I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Also, I I at the time when I got a hold of Pepe a few months back, I emailed I don't know, maybe like four or five of the baseball federation. I just went on like the WBSC website and clicked on like some federations I was interested in and then sent like their federation emails. And I uh, think so you Pepe went with was... the real shotgun approach, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Pepe was the only one that got back to me. I think one other, I think Pakistan maybe got back to me and then it just kind of fizzled out and they stopped answering, I think. But like AKA, I emailed, you like... like forgot about it. No, no, I, I remember, I think one other, it, it, I could be slandering Pakistan. It might not have been them, but there was, there was one other team that Pakistan I th- slander here <laughs> on the baseball. Podcast. I, I think, I think there was one other, I think there was one other nation that, that I emailed like a few times with, and then they like, it just never went anywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I remember Brazil in particular, I emailed and they never got, got back to me. Like they never answered. So thank you, Pepe for taking the time Is- and thank you for spending your time. And I uh, I always try to like tweet out the shows and be like thanks to whoever it was for coming on the show it was like a lot of fun and I just completely forgot to do that with Pepe. Uh, not that anybody cares, but I switched my phone plan and now my notifications are all messed up and my apps are weird, so it's a whole thing. No, you know what? So I that, care. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I man. care. So that's that's why I didn't uh, do that with Pepe. But so anyway, so like two weeks after we put out the episode, I was like, oh, I forgot. So I emailed Pepe and was like, hey man, thanks again for coming on. Um, here's here's the episode if you want to listen if you want to listen to it and he was like oh well actually i'll read you his response because he was super oh. nice as he, oh as he okay we're been. we're going yeah. right to the receipts we're going to yeah. the tapes yeah we're going to the tapes yeah so he said let's see i just gave him like a hey thanks for coming on whatever and he said thanks for the opportunity you gave us to talk about baseball in the philippines we currently have our U15 team in China playing in the BFA, so I'm assuming Baseball Federation of Asia, under 15 Asian Baseball Championship. Scores thus far, Korea 9, Philippines 1. That's a shame. Chinese Taipei 9, Philippines 1. That's a shame. Philippines 13, Sri Lanka 1. Or, Sri Lanka it, get wrecked. <laughs> is it Sri Lanka or, is it, or did they did they make them Ceylon again? Um, no, that's Phil- if, that's if the British team beats them. Yeah, yeah, if Team Great Britain <laughs> pounds them. And then Philippines fifteen, Hong Kong two. And this Damn. was yesterday, or this was this morning. He said we play Pakistan tomorrow. The latest oh. men's baseball world rankings were issued last week. Philippines moved up from number forty two yeah. to thirty six. So yeah, congratulations, Pepe. Congratulations, Pepe. Congratulations, Baseball Philippines. And thank you again, once again, for coming on and for being so prompt. And I want to have Pepe on again, like later on. Yeah. Maybe the next World Baseball Classic qualifiers are like in 2025. We should probably do it before then. But I like yeah. the idea of having him on again just to track the the growth of the game, yeah. you know? Hey, you um, know what I don't have to say about Pepe? I despise him. Yeah, that's, you would never. That's what I got, I, something I would never say. I've got, a, um, I've got one another One question thanks. I do have, though. I have to ask, when you emailed the 
Brazil uh, Baseball Federation? Was it just Jan Gomes' personal email address? <laughs> no, it's Dante Bichette. Um, <laughs> no, no. Dante Bichette um, Senior. I didn't just call him Jante. Yo, you want to hear something hilarious? I don't know why I know this. His name is Alphonse Dante Bichette. I like oh, I it so much. That, yeah. I like it so much better when he's Alphonse Bichette. I love those on, uh, like, when you find out about it. Like, you know the guy on the Nationals, Stone Garrett? Yeah. Stone Garrett is a good name, man. Like, Stone is Garrett that his is legal a baseball name, player. Or... I was looking at him today because he just broke his leg. Gregory Stone Garrett. Dude, Greg Garrett is a nerd. Greg Garrett <laughs> works know. in an office. Like, Greg no, Garrett. No, 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 Dude, Greg Garrett's like a public defender. <laughs> I'm usually not one. I, I'm like weird about names. I'm usually not in on the middle name thing. Like, I usually think it's dumb. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, my name's Thomas, but I go by John. It's my middle name. Like, it's like, come on, man. Like, nothing's wrong with Dude, Thomas. Who, who, who in their right mind Thomas. would go by Thomas? Um, Unbelievable. But, like, but in, in this case, in, like, I remember I grew up with a kid named Spencer. And one day, like, I was over his house and we were hanging out, and he told me that his, his and this was like a secret. Like, he's like, don't tell anybody. He was like, my first name's George. And I was like, so nice. And he was like, nice. I don't like George. I want to be Spencer. And I was like, who cares? Like, what are you talking <clears throat> about? In well, this dude, case, he's, you know what it is? It, George is his equivalent of Cosmo. He doesn't yeah. want anybody to know. <laughs> Cosmo. And, and of course, Babs. Um, but I, yeah. I, in this case, I think Stone Garrett has the right idea. And the other thing, I will never be on board with initials as names. You names your name can't wait a minute. Be wait, 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 wait. So, so you're you, Civil War buff, are not on board with initials as names. So PGT Beauregard, no, you're out on that. No, uh, no, I'm not. And ready because his name is Pierre Gustave Dutton Beauregard. Okay, Why would you okay, want to be so... PGT? I am. So, I will say, speaking about the Civil War, we're way off of baseball here. Yeah. Speaking hey, well, of the Civil War, the Civil I'm War big. Podcast. I'm big on the middle initial <laughs> and rank. Be like, like think about it. like when you think about like World War II, Dwight Eisenhower, Omar Bradley, George Patton. I guess people say like George S. Patton sometimes, but like for the most part, like you just know the guy by their name. I like that in in the Civil War, it's like you know Major General John B. Magruder. If he's just John Magruder, that's not that cool. John yeah, B. John Magruder Ma sounds a dude, lot better. John Magruder is such a sick. <laughs> yeah, John Magruder's like a high school football coach. John B. Magruder, and his middle name is Bankhead, which is also cool. John Bankhead? B. Magruder. Yeah. I, listen, man, that's the dude, way it goes. Dude, what was with people and names in the 1800s? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm assuming it's like a southern thing. Like you know how a lot of times they do like the mother's maiden name as the middle name. Um, I'm assuming. I don't know that. Um, but like the Civil War is huge. Like it's it's George Gordon Meade, Winfield Scott Hancock. You know what I mean? Like it's not a lot of like you yeah, know. I mean, there's William T. Sherman. Yeah, Robert E. Lee. Everybody's got the middle name of all. I don't know why. Um, but they do. Dude. Uh, uh or even, even like like. like like the hero of Little Round Top, you know, like Lawrence Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. People call them both. Um, it's strange. People call him it's JL. Yeah, yeah, J but but like I will never be on board. For, like AJ Burnett. No, like your name's like, I don't know what his name is, but like Andrew. Like you're just call yourself that. Like like your initials aren't names. It bothers me. And the I other, don't know. And, what if he and, has and a stupid name though? What if his name's like like Auburn? All right, so here's the all right, so here's the way I look at no, it. No, you can't do that because of Auburn Burnett. It's like, dude, one <laughs> burn per name, please. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. Here's the here's the way I view it. I think there's like a hierarchy. I say just go by your your first name. Most, I mean, okay. I'm not, and look, I'm being facetious. I don't actually care what people do. I don't want people. I don't want this to come across like I'm actually mad. But like, 
I just no, no, like my if, name's, you live your truth. Yeah, okay. Like my like my name's Ethan Zachariah Williams. I've never even once considered going by Zachariah or Easy or so like I've just like, well, wait, wait, wait. This is fake news. Okay. You you never call yourself easy. Yeah, my mom called him easy. Yeah. It, his mom has been calling him easy, easy rider, various easy incarnations of yeah. easy for his whole life. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, no, no you're right. Dude, but, 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 like, but like, I'm I would above never, that, you know, I would never, uh -huh. also, I was talking about this at work the other day. I had in high school, I had two Spanish teachers that were both like, I don't know, 25 at the time. And they yeah. were gorgeous. And I was like, super, super, super in love with them. And everybody who yeah. knows me knows about this is, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, oh! yeah, these two Spanish teachers, oh, Miss Sandwich and Miss Warren, I was okay. like, super, super, super in love. I hope they hear this. Uh, I was like, super, yeah. super, super in love with them. And they would hey, call, listen. They would call me. There's anything wrong with that. Yeah, because my name doesn't translate. Like, you know, if your name's John, they call you Juan in Spanish. Or you would be told. Oh, uh, did you have to pick thing. one? Were you like, no, 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 I didn't pick one. I just was I just was Ethan. And so they just started calling me E. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, they just started calling me E. Really? Which was fine. Yeah, and so, hola, E, como estas? And so that was that, whatever. My boss at work now, Anthony, who's a, you know, he's, he's, he's a guy. He's about 10 years older than me. He's great. He's a lot of fun. He calls me E. And oh. I have mixed feelings about this because... That's not what I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, he's not like a gorgeous woman in a in a in a in a position of authority over me, which is is what does it for me. I feel like um, we're we're starting to we're starting to dance very close to the the fetish podcast here. Yeah, we're getting very um psychological here. It's uh, yeah. well, anybody who knows me knows I'm into older women. It's fine. Um, yeah, and you know what? Here afield. at the baseball podcast, we. Look, I just turned into the, uh, like uh, my webcam will just randomly just blur out and all of a sudden it's like I'm smeared with Vaseline. But, no, I li like I like how um like you know how if you watch a show they bleep curse words. I like that they're like they're blurring you. Like, yeah, like that's I'm being enough. censored. <laughs> yeah, they're censoring <laughs> your vision. What I was gonna say was here at the baseball podcast, you know, we like our fans to feel like they know us personally. So if you have any questions, you know, if you want to know our social security number. You know, yeah, or if you just like want to know that, our yeah. preferences in in uh, in dating, that's fine too. Um, yeah. where was I going with this? Oh, and you know wait, so Here's my thing. You know what wait, we'll wait. say? No, hold on. You know what we'll say when you send those in? We'll say just question my leash. Mm, Brad Duriff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so here's like my hierarchy. I think everybody does this, where you come up with like systems in your brain of how you rank things, like mundane things. Okay. I'm I not sure everybody does this, but you yeah, know, continue. I like do us. this, but um, I no. say just go by your first name. It's fine. It doesn't matter. But if you're not going to do that, then I guess go by your middle name. And by first name, like you know, you're, you know, Jonathan, you can go by John, whatever. Like I'm not saying it's got to be exactly that. But like go by your first name. If you're not going to do the first name, go by your initials. Like I think, or go by the, your your middle name. I think initials are like at the bottom of the of the rankings. But I'll say this for initials: if your name were like andrew john smith and you go by aj smith i think that's dumb but whatever fine your initials are aj go for it i have an issue here tom my my sister-in-law lisa wonderful person had yeah. a friend i think has a friend named tj and so i'm kind of talking to him and he's a nice enough guy and so i was like yeah. oh, what does that stand for i was like what's your full name and he goes it's it's anthony whatever whatever, whatever. and i was like wait where's t come from and he goes oh well my dad was anthony senior and i was like i i'm not understanding yeah how does that goes, clear that up at all <laughs> he goes oh well, i'm tony jr i'm tj hmm. 
Like, what are you talking about? None of your initials are T or J. You can't just start making stuff up. It's it's a little strained, but I'm not sure why this bothers you so much. Let's it's, put it it's, that it's, way. It's just, and, and I want to make clear, I'm not telling other people how to live their life. You can go by anything you want. I'll, no, I'll you are. You whatever you, yeah, I am. I'm allowed to think this is silly. Like what? Like what was wrong with the name Anthony or Tony? You got to go by TJ. Like what is this? I don't know. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. I mean, hey, as I got skeletons. As... I've got skeletons in my closet, Tom. I tried to make up nicknames for myself for a long time. Oh, and didn't did work. you ever? Dude. You you go ahead if you want. Mm, I think we'll just stick to the the greatest of these stories. But when Ethan was like twelve. He went through a series of nicknames for himself, which really isn't how it works. No, you know, you can't just you can't just proclaim yourself an awesome nickname. You can't be like, yeah, I'm, some people call me, you know, they the call Venom me Blade. the destroyer. Like, yeah, they call they call me muscles. They call you know? me Killmonger. Yeah, yeah, you can't <laughs> name yourself anything cool. Like, and I really, nobody's gonna give you a badass nickname anyway. Like, even, like, you know, like, in the Air Force, like, when people have call signs, like, they're always ironic. It's always like, oh, yeah, we call him, you know, we call him Iceman, because one time he accidentally, you know, he left the freezer open, all the yeah, ice. Yeah, because he always got he... brain freeze when we were hanging out. Yeah, yeah you know, he, he slipped on the ice during a winter run, and he broke yeah, his tailbone. Yeah, it's, it's never, so... like, because he murdered a man and put his body yeah, in the freezer. He's, yeah. he's got ice water <laughs> running through his face. So Ethan decided when he was, like, 12, after yeah. a series of failed attempts, uh, he came yeah. up with the worst possible one, where he dubbed himself Captain Charisma. Oh, and yeah. Any wrestling and, fans out there will appreciate that. And it was an instant hit for all the wrong reasons no 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 not not only did i dub myself that i made that my name on facebook do you remember and this was like this this was like this was like the peak of facebook like 2011 2010 something like that. yeah this was when like everybody was on facebook twitter wasn't that big like facebook was where things were at yeah this was your facebook was your street cred I, from yeah. the mountaintop, I was shouting to the world that I was Ethan Captain, <laughs> Captain Charisma, dude. <laughs> Go ahead. Dude, I mean, listen, and you know what? Many a laugh was had at it. Yeah. Um, it endured, actually. At one point, I made a bunch of trading cards where I basically just mocked all of our friends. And These were great. And Ethan's was Captain Charisma, and it was like the rarest card. <laughs> I remember you saying... You said it was something. I'll have to find the picture of it and put it up for people who are it watching. Was, no, we already put it up. It was the picture of thin. Oh, Ethan that's with right, the with the blue moon. moon yeah, but in it was the, something the, to the effect in the Jay of like Bruce shirt. Well, wasn't it something to the effect of like like when Charisma itself called out for an avatar? He answered the call or something. I don't remember. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Um, all right, I was a, I was a lot edgier at the time. I will say that. <laughs> no, those were incredible. All right, going hey, all whoa. the way back. Things can be edgy and also incredible, but yes, yeah. I would say to, it's a rare. To, you know, thing. run it back. Going all the way back, I want to say right. thank you. I don't know how. I don't know if you're going to be familiar with this guy, Tom. I don't I'm think not familiar most, with this guy. Yeah, yeah. So there was a catcher on the Mariners, I think like 2017, 2018, somewhere around there, who got like a cup of coffee, a drink. Uh, I think he played oh. like ten, maybe twenty big league games, and that was it. Name name was Mike Margima. Do you remember this guy? Mike Margarine? No. <laughs> it's I okay if you don't. So no. I didn't really know anything about him. I just knew he was great you know, immaculate grid name if he ever shows up on another team, though, I'll tell you that. No, much. no, he was only a mariner. 
Yeah, um, but I'm saying if he ever gets a drink for like oh, the if he Royals, surfaces? yeah, 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 if he shows up on the bad. Guardians. Yeah, it gets one and bad for the Marlins. Um, so okay, so this guy Mike Marjuma. So anyway, uh, I kind of like was like a little bit familiar, like I knew his name. He was a baseball player, and that was that. And then I I saw this thing on YouTube, and it was I don't remember what it's called. I can put a link if I really want to. And it was something like you know, Mike Marjuma's like journey overcoming whatever to get to the big leagues. And I was like, what's all this about? So I click okay. on it and, and I don't, it's been a little while since I watched it. So I won't remember, but basically the gist of it was Mike Marjuma was this, you know, like handsome, successful athletic guy, like growing up and he had an eating disorder. And I don't think he right. got into what it was exactly like what the issue was in particular, but he basically got into like, I went to rehab. It was like really, really bad. Like I, I, I you know, like ruined my body for a little while. Um, and I think this is probably like his late teens, something like that. Um, and he overcame this, got got drafted, I guess, and then went through the minor leagues and ended up making the major leagues. So it's like a super inspirational story of, you know, like he over overcame this. Awesome. Great, great. Um, I don't want to out this guy because I didn't talk to him about it, but some somebody close to us has struggled with an eating disorder. And so I ended up um, sharing it with him and he seems to have taken it to heart. So it kind of meant something to me. And I thought it was really cool that Mike Marjuma was like being open about this. But I also okay. thought the interesting thing was that Mike Marjuma um, was bringing attention to the fact that like plenty of men have eating disorders. And you think of it as I think society thinks of it as sort of like a middle school girl problem of like, oh, no, all the other girls think I'm fat. And in reality, like it's like anything else, like anybody can have an eating disorder. Anybody can have this issue. It's just a body image issue like we all have. Yeah, it's um, not like women get issued a different brain. You yeah, know? exactly. And 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 again, I, I, I don't want to out this guy, but the the person that we know that has struggled with you've this. already cut the probability in half you've yeah. already partially died i mean it's not them, anybody so. that our audience is gonna know but uh i just didn't think to ask um but so anyway so this person was telling me uh that the, you know they went away to this um sort of inpatient rehab thing and, and it was very helpful for them and i'm really glad but what he was telling me was he was like i was the only guy there it was all like high school college age girls who like had an eating disorder because like you know, like that's how it is in America. I guess a lot of people struggle is with this. Is this Mike Marjorin or is this no, no, the this other is, guy? Yeah, this is somebody close to me. I'm sort of talking in weird because I'm dancing around it, but this yeah, is something like how we have to speak in riddles. Yeah, I should have yeah, talked <laughs> Let, to this guy before. Let's but... call him Alfred. <laughs> let's call him Alphonse. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so this guy told me that he was like, and you know, he was like, even the people in like the rehab were like, and this is anecdotal, but he's like, even the people there were like, kind of like shocked that I was like open and honest about this, but also like trying to get help. Like it's sort of, you know, he was like, men sort of have this like, you know, suck it up attitude about things, and, and that, that can make it even more difficult. That's so that's true. what, yeah. So I think that's like the thing that like Mike Marjuma is like sort of crusading against, um, and tr trying to like actually bring to light that a lot of guys have this issue. So anyway. I think that's really cool. Um, good on Mike Marjamon. You know, thank you for the great work you're doing. But anyway, I I that popped into my head the other day, and I was like, you know, that's really cool. So I look up Mike Marjamon, and I think he's like a successful real estate agent now, and that's cool. And so okay. I just fired I just fired off an email and was like, hey Mike, I just want to say thanks for everything you're doing. I know it positively impacted this guy that I know, and so I appreciate that. And and I, I really wasn't trying to like lead in with that, just like soften him up. I was being honest, and then I was like, hey. I have this baseball podcast. If you want, like that's a, that's a platform if you want. And if you want to come on and like give encouragement, that'd be great. And if not, I just want to say thank you. And he emailed me back and he was, and he basically was like, I'm taking some time to myself. I'm not doing any, any, any interviews or anything. Um, but you know, I appreciate the kind words. And I was like, no sweat. I totally get that. Don't worry about it. So Mike Marge was not coming on the show, but he answered me. 
I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Wait. What? I can't get over that the point of that story, all of that. And at the end, you're like, and you know what? He's not coming on the <laughs> Should I edit all this out? No. That was like the highlight yeah. of the podcast. Dude, that was one of the greatest rug pulls ever. <laughs> no, I was I wasn't trying. <laughs> I, dude, I was sitting here. I'm like, what am I going to ask this guy? Because it sounds like he's coming on the podcast. No, you're, you're totally like, right. And you know what? He got back to me, and he said he's not coming on the No, you're totally right. Dude, I, didn't, I didn't mean for that. I didn't mean for that to, to happen that way. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I didn't mean for that to unfold that way. Dude, I, <laughs> I tried to I click on the mute it. button, and I missed it, and I opened a different menu, and I'm sitting there, I'm trying to click on it again, but I started coughing, and I'm like, no. No, I I didn't mean to like bury the lead like that. I was just trying Dude, to... No, to you didn't bury out. the lead. That was, a, that was a misdirect. I'm sending that to the... <laughs> I'm getting you a tour after that. I was, I was just trying to point out that this guy, this guy doesn't know me at all, and he's he's a successful. <laughs> nor will he. Yeah, nor will he's a he's a major league <laughs> baseball player. He's a successful real estate agent now. He's got a lot on his plate, and he actually took the time to answer my email and explain <sighs> himself. And I thought that was that was really Dude, nice of him. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I was trying to give him like a shout out and say thank you. Just for yeah, taking I... the time to even answer. Because, because you know what it is? I feel like this day and age, people get like people with any sort of profile get like inundated with requests. You just don't answer. I've gotten so many oh, yeah. non-answers from people who don't want to come on. He took the time to be like, hey, I'm not really doing that right now, but thanks for thinking of me and thanks for saying, you know, nice things. That's that was nice of him. He didn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he's not coming on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's li- it's like I've never seen a better misdirect in my life. <laughs> and like that, yeah, you know, I I get the point of the story, and you're right. Like it is like like wow, you know that it really, you know, that's cool that he, he took the time to reach out. <laughs> but it was like the greater story. You're like you're like. <laughs> Dude, listen, I I messaged this guy, you know, he has a story that really hits home for somebody close to us, you know, and, you know, he, he took the time to reach out just to let me know that he's not coming on the podcast. I mean, I'm impressed. That was, that was really good. That was one <laughs> Is this just the podcast now? Should we even bother getting into another topic? Uh, yeah, is this just the the uh, the, the mockery podcast? Oh. It's just us getting back into the swing of things. How are we going to make well, this like like baseball related, though? We're going to be like, Shohei Otani's UCL tear. How does yeah. this affect the Angels already yo, just completely yo. running, out, running away Dude, from the playoffs the at full speed? Yeah, the poor Angels, man. No, no, not the poor Angels. The poor Angels fans. No, even the poor. Because, okay, and and I will say, I think most of the Angels' problems are like self-inflicted, like the Anthony Rendon contract, and not like 
I don't want to say not going for it because they sort of did, but like Josh Hamilton contract, like that kind of stuff. CJ Wilson, uh, yeah, the Pujols contract, but and and also like like not making the push with Otani before this season, but also like man, I would have sold Otani, and they pushed all their chips in, <laughs> and, then, and it's just not yeah. Working. And then they came out of the All Star <laughs> break, and they absolutely face plan. Yeah, like 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 they made some. And then Otani got, like, got hurt. Like they got probably the best corner outfielder on the market, a rock solid first baseman, hands down the best starting pitcher on the market, and an excellent relief pitcher. And they got significantly worse somehow. Like it, I don't <laughs> Dude, know how that happened. It, it's, it's so it, bad. It, it's pathetic it's pathetic and then then like and like mike trout's been on the shelf since like early july comes back plays one game and then goes back on the shelf again and now it's like dude the angels have been a life sport for like a week now but i keep being like no i want to see him win i want to see him go to the playoffs i want to see trout and otani go to the playoffs they're 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 cooked man they're just they're not gonna do it (laughs) it's a it's a shame it's it's and i think i think as a phillies fan i really empathize because like because for a long time, the Angels and the Phillies were just the same thing. Like, they hadn't made the playoffs since, like, what, 2014 or 2013? or And the Phillies were 2011, I guess. Um, yeah. 2012, something like that. And then, like, the Angels had made it since, like, 2014. The Phillies had a star in Bryce Harper who was just languishing for a few years. Obviously, the Angels had, like, like a stars that were just languishing. And I sort of watched it, and I was like, man, like, these are the guys of the Phillies. And the Phillies, like, came out of it, and they're in good shape over the past two years. And the Angels just are not coming out. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, the Phillies took some risks. They signed huge free agents, and it's pretty much all worked out. Not a hundred percent. Yeah, it's Trey pretty much Turner all worked so out so far. Not really, but you know. No, and I mean, like Cassiano's had a bad year, but like for the most part, everything's been going well. And you know, like they traded away some prospects, some guys. Their prospects haven't turned into that much yet, and the guys they got have been pretty good for the most part. Man, the Angels just everything has gone wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, the Angels are like. Uh, like they're in a zag contest and they're only capable of zigging. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's, not good. it's really bad. I, I do. I feel for. I don't feel for Arte Moreno because it sounds like he's a little bit of a scumbag who's just not helping things. It sounds like I don't know that for sure. Right. But like, and I don't even really feel for Trout because he was he signed the first extension and then I think he was set to hit free agency in like 2020 or 2021. And it was like he's already made a hundred million dollars. He's all, the Angels have already proven they're not going to do anything with him. He can come to Philadelphia. He can go to a bunch of Eagles games. He can play with Bryce Harper. It'll be awesome. And then he re-upped for the Angels for the rest of his career. And it was like, well, you did that to yourself, man. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's Otani. I think got bamboozled by the idea of playing with Trout, playing on the West Coast. It's only for six years, and it just has not come together. It's bad for the sport for Trent no Tony to just never make the playoffs. No, it's a like, shame. And I, 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 and I don't, I don't think by any means that Mike Trout is done. I think he's still got some productive years left in him. And I definitely hope he's got a lot more productive years left in him, but like the injuries are, co- are starting to come. You know what I mean? Like um, I think- one thing I will say is he, get, he gets a lot of hand injuries and uh, I have heard tell, and I may or may not have seen direct evidence that he is uh, switching to axe bats, which are supposed to be better. Yeah, for they take some people of the who have hand injuries. Right? Yeah, so um, that might help with that. We'll see. I don't know if he's going to stick with the axe bat, even because people either love him or they don't. Right. You know, axe bats are very controversial. Is that it? Is that a? Did you just break news? Um, I don't think I broke that. 
but you know <laughs> in terms of this podcast i mean i know that uh we made a couple to send him at victus but i don't know if he's going to use them because he's pretty loyal to old hickory but you know th- listen this is the business well, he's, lo- okay. he's loyal to the angels too what do they do to do for him give him 400 something million dollars i don't know i guess, I guess that's true <laughs> uh but yeah, like, and also, like, you know, you go on like Twitter, and uh, you'll see people like, they're like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm thinking of like some good comps for Mike Trout. Like, you got to dock him a little bit because he never won a World Series. Something like Jeff Conine. It's like Jeff I Conine. I haven't <laughs> seen this stuff yet. And, and, like, I read stuff like that. Like, dude, I think Mike Trout in one season is better than Jeff Conine in like eight. Mike Trout, this is good. This is going to be controversial. Mike Trout, if he stays healthy and productive into his late thirties, might be the greatest player of all time. That's that was the audience absolutely losing their minds. It's such an, a controversial statement. <laughs> is that Mike a scorcher? Trout, Mike Trout, good at baseball. <laughs> you be the judge. But think about it, think about it. If Mike Trout, I mean, like, yeah, he'll get, like, nicked up along the way. But let's say he plays full seasons for another seven, eight years. Right, Is which the at the moment, that's a little bit of an ask. Yeah, but, at know. the moment, yeah. But he's still only 30, right? Is he the greatest player of all time? I think he just turned 31, right? Like, he would probably have, like, 600 home runs, right? Uh, yeah, and also, I have a feeling that the path forward for Trout is to DH him a little bit. Probably. Uh, maybe make him a left fielder because he still plays center, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, maybe make him a left fielder. I don't know. I mean, I, I like, he, he doesn't seem like he gets hurt in the field, so maybe that's not the problem. It seems like he gets hurt, like, swinging or, like, stealing bases. Well, it also <laughs> might just be, uh, you know, like, the Angels are going to be terrible. And uh, they got nothing. Like it's not like they got they gotta you know mess around with their positioning to win games. Like they might just put him in in DH to just preserve him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although if he DHs for the second half of his career, probably not the greatest player of all time. Although he would definitely get six hundred homers. I think. I was gonna say if he DHs for the rest of his career and was an excellent fielder for the first half of his career. Is that not still cumulatively better than being Babe Ruth in the field? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, there, there's a difference between the production that you get from Trout and the production you get from like Paul Molitor. But, you know, I mean, it, it hurts Paul Molitor that he spent the second half of his career being at DH. It hurts yeah, Rafael Palmero, you know. Yeah, but these guys are like iron gloves at not premium. Like Molitor was what, like a third baseman, a second baseman, and then a first baseman, and like Palmero. Yeah, I, th- first, I like think Trout, Trout was in a Trout was an elite center fielder for a long time. Was he elite or was he just good? Because I know he okay, I even test, he, he looks elite, but I know that his, his you know defensive metrics being what they are, but I think his defensive metrics rate him as like middle of the pack. Oh, can we still... get stuck on metrics for a second? No, can we can't. Up? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Some people look at metrics and they say, "I despise him." But we some don't people, say that. Okay, we don't say that. Cowboy. We look at metrics and we say, "Wow, dude, this is awesome." Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> um, I just right, debuted right. our latest drop. 
Yeah. So I don't know about you. I've and we only got four minutes left before we have to start the meeting. So let's make this quick. I like. I don't know. I don't know about you, Tom. I've been having so much fun watching the Yankees just collapse because one. I did want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because one, I've never liked the Yankees. I've never really. I've always kind of thought Yankees fans were annoying, and they're also super successful. Like when I was growing up in like the mid two thousands, late two thousands. The Yankees were like the big bad em- like evil empire, and now they're really yeah. not viewed that way as anymore. But like, it's all kind of led to me just never liking the Yankees. I always kind of didn't like the Yankees, and so right. it's fun from that regard. It's also hilarious to watch like you know the spoiled Yankees fans like just burn everything down because they're having one bad season when they have a entire history of excellence, which I also think is hilarious. But I I, I want to get stuck on this. Okay, I think it's hysterical that the big thing that people are complaining about with Brian Cashman is analytics. And they're like, oh, they were banking on Josh Donaldson's exit velocity and they didn't get guys that could play real baseball. All right. That might be the case. I'm not sure. Okay, wait, 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 guys. Before we go any further, here comes the hot take. Be ready. Okay. I don't think put there's a hot ther- take. I don't think there's put a hot take. thermal gear on. No, it's a hot take. Ready? Okay, it's a hot take. Go. Hot take. All right. I'm not particularly familiar with the Yankees front office as it functions on a day-to-day basis. So I don't know how analytical well, I can are. actually tell you how it functions. It, it functions like this. <laughs> well, I think every that's, front office functions that way. That's, how, um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, but so, but so like, I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of how they operate and how analytically driven they are and everything. I really have no clue, but let's say that's the case, right? Analytics okay. as you know, the catch all term that everybody uses is not the problem. The problem isn't, oh, you're using too many numbers. Go out there and get like tobacco chewing, scotch swilling ball players. Like that's yeah, go not. Go out there it. and get a guy with a, a a kid with a strong jawline. Yeah, go get Jeremy <laughs> Burnitz. Like okay, like that's not the solution. I think <laughs> that's a good immaculate great guy. Actually, like 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 that's not the that's not the solution. I think the issue, like you're misidentifying the problem, and people do this with everything. The Yankees are just the topic du jour. Right. Yeah. The issue is the application of that so if so if they're pouring all this money into a research department that that's pulling all these numbers and it's not working then you're not using them right because they have access to the same numbers that the astros and rays are using to build excellence you see what i'm saying so like the problem is they don't i they don't have smart enough people or they're not using it correctly to 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 change a guy's spin rate or the velocity of whatever you know what i mean like the like the issue isn't they're using too many numbers the issue is they're using it poorly does that make sense um yeah i think it's that and i think it's also just like you know like yeah josh donaldson josh donaldson fell off a cliff really hard when the yankees got him everybody they get is injury prone now oh yeah <laughs> like if they had a healthy stanton all the time if judge didn't get hurt this year if josh donaldson josh donaldson he he's actually a little bit of a he's a bit of a little bit of a hydra of having a bad season this year because he's been unlucky okay i don't want to say that he would be good if his luck was regular but his babip is like 083 <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to keep it that low um and yeah like like his line drive percentage like he doesn't profile as like a good babip guy this year but like 083 is unsustainable for anybody. Like, I would have a higher BABIP than that in the majors. <laughs> um, he's been unlucky in that way. He has been bad because his K rate's up and his walk rate is not good. 
and he's also hitting the ball on the ground a lot more, I think. And then also he gets hurt all the time. So it's like, well, you know, yeah, he's going to have one of the worst seasons you could possibly have with its trifecta of terrible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not but going well. Uh, let's, yeah, we got uh, let's go to the other meetings yeah. so we can so we can keep ragging on Josh Donaldson a little yeah. bit. You, you know what? He a, deserves it. Yeah, you send me an invite. All right, fine. Hey, tell me what to do. Try it again. Die. Guys, we were talking about Josh Donaldson, talking about the Yankees, you know. You know, yeah, we really, doing... really, really quick, really quick. I just edit out like the breaks of us going like, hey, all right, why don't we start another meeting? So it, it just flows as one conversation. So you don't need to be like, all right, we're back. You can just jump right back into it. Can you not give me stage <laughs> notes while we're podcasting for once? But I'll okay. edit this out. You're like, dude, <laughs> it's crazy how much better at acting I am than you. Um, we we're talking about Josh Donaldson, all right? We we're talking about the Yankees, talking about futility. Um, something that I think comes to mind for me is that uh, the Rays and the Astros, I feel, I feel like... I really like something that... I like how we're discussing, like, what does the Yankees sucking mean to you? Yeah, well, using I statement... <laughs> um like the rays and the astros a lot of the guys that they bring up and, and like you know like they bring dudes out of their farm system and make them awesome and yeah like you know they're eventually at least for the race not really for the astros but eventually a lot of the time they end up leaving um the yankees seem like they just go out and they're like okay let's get garrett cole let's get you know carlos rodon let's get josh donaldson and they just bring them in, and they're like, okay, now be analytically amazing. It's like, <laughs> well, well, you know, you have to, like, do something. Like, yeah, Garrett Cole has been very, very good for the the Yankees, but Rodon's been terrible. Uh, Donaldson has not been all that good, even when he was on the field. But, you know, like, Stanton plays, like, half seasons now i i don't know they got joey gallo last year and they're like oh i mean uh, joey gallo will forever be contentious because his his obp is like tolerable his batting average is intolerable but then like his slugging percentage and his defense are like very good so it's like you know you have this guy who had he's like a two tool player, but they're two of the weirdest combination of tools you could ever have. Like, yeah, he's he, a like, glove he, power guy. He amounts to a very productive player a lot of times. People just hate well, the way he gets there. Well, very productive or a productive player. I'm thinking of like his all star years on the Rangers. I would call him. Oh, uh, well, productive. yeah, that's different. When you, when you hit like 40 homers, like, you have to be Adam Dunn levels of terrible at everything else. White Sox Adam Dunn to hit 40 homers and have like a negative four. Yeah, which yeah. A, it, a is Adam Dunn. <laughs> nah, A is Adam Dunn. His power was gone. It was sad. Poor A is Adam Dunn finally made it to the playoffs in the last year of his career and then didn't get into the game. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't find a way to get him in, could they? You know what? It was the A's. It's not shocking. Yeah, yeah, it's the A's. Um, um, it, like the... I think that the great thing about the, the Yankees finally falling apart a little bit is like 
like for a lot of the year they were above 500 and it's just that the al east is just so good that you know they were in last place anyway but now they've like they lost what nine in a row before yesterday they were really bad and it's like they, they finally they just had a proper run where they sucked <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. And like, I really like the like the comments on like on like Reddit and stuff when like Yankees fans just go ballistic over something. And every single comment is people being like, "As a fan of literally any other team in the league, I promise you'll be okay with the Yankees being mid for one season." Yeah, dude, uh, I tweeted this during the playoffs last year. I retweeted it. Sorry, I didn't make it up, but um, I saw somebody who was like bummed out because the Yankees like didn't go to the World Series last year like you know they went to the ALCS like uh, wow dude I'm really bummed for you and it was like Yankees fans have had to put up with like 13 years of failure and it's like you go back and it's like ALCS ALCS ALDS ALCS it's like dude I would do anything to have that good of a run of a failure like imagine like imagine being being a Mariners fan <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, imagine like you're a Padres fan. The, yeah. Last year was probably the best shot they're like ever gonna have to win a World Series. And those dudes who made that video where they're uh, like, "That's what's in," uh, they cursed them. The, the poor, uh, the poor '98 Padres were a really good team that ran into a buzzsaw Yankees team. I feel like, yeah, um, yeah. Like, finally, dude, the Yankees are mid this year. They're not even terrible. They're just mid. No, you yeah, know? I mean they're like, yeah, like they're not like a complete joke. They're not the A's or the Royals. They're just a bad team. Like it happens. Yeah, just... It ha- it happens. It's yeah, you fine. know what they're gonna do? They're gonna go out. They're gonna sign a bunch of and, awesome and... free agents, and they'll they'll be back. Or like, they're not, like they're not or they'll clean anywhere. house. Like or they'll get rid of Boone and Cashman, maybe, and you know, like they'll suck maybe next year, and then you know, like they'll start figuring out. It's fine. It's fine. Like, the, yeah, I mean, you know, it like the phillies didn't make the playoffs for what 12 years that felt like an eternity for me and i feel like that's not even like that bad and we also like we saw our world series you know like imagine being like being like an like imagine being like a cleveland fan where the last world series was like 1948 (laughs) now they did get to play in one of the greatest world series ever played if not the greatest also lose one of the most heartbreaking world series ever though yeah although i gotta tell you like i'm not super fond of either of those teams but that cubs indians world series was that was like the greatest stretch of games i've ever watched other than maybe the bias that i have with the phillies i don't know nationals astros was incredible too yeah yeah but i don't know that that uh that Rajay Davis homer though, yeah, dude, that yeah. game. You, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. As a Phillies fan, you mean that Michael Martinez final out? Oh, dude, dude yeah. If I had told, if I had pulled you aside in like 2012 and told you that Michael Martinez would be making the final out in a World, that Michael Martinez would be playing in a World Series, how would you respond to me? I would say, well, that makes sense because Michael Martinez is a world class talent. <laughs> It is wild to me that some like Ruben Amaro Jr. played in two World Series. That's crazy. Yeah, and he managed the Phillies to zero. So you know, well, no, he managed. He general managed them two one. They just didn't win it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the two thousand nine World Series a little bit of a heartbreaker. That was a that was our first preview at ineffective Ryan Howard. 
Yeah. But he was, was really good, like, all playoffs, and then he was, like, 0 for 12 in the World Series. Yeah, but I think Utley went bananas that series, didn't he? Yeah, Utley hit I five home they, runs in that yeah, series. Yeah, they just ran into, like, Matsui and A-Rod and stuff. All right, we're way far afield, and this episode's going to be, like, three hours. What I wanted to bring up today, Tom, and it, we don't have to get super in, into this. Like, we don't have to go forever. But I wanted to bring up – I know this will certainly mean a lot to you – Um. Mm. The FIBA World Cup starts tomorrow as of recording this on August 25th and not FIFA FIBA. So the basketball World Cup. Right. And I got really into it last time around the 2019 event um, because I I really like obviously the international aspect of sports. I'm really into that, as you know, with baseball and basketball is actually even more. So it's a lot more spread out over the world. It's a lot more popular across the world. And the NBA has a lot more. Yeah, Basketball players. has a lot more developed international. Yeah. Scene. I think basketball Which is shocking, I, I, yeah. but it is. I don't have numbers yeah. in front of me, but I think that the NBA has a lot more foreign talent than MLB. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but like MLB has like the Dominican Republic, Venezuela and the U S basketball has guys from like everywhere. You know what I mean? Like African yeah. countries, Eastern European countries, that kind of thing. Um, anyway, so I got really into it and I, and I watched the Australia boomers who have become my favorite team, uh, kind of in all oh, sports. Dude, wow. I have so much fun. Yeah. Shocker, I have so yeah. much fun watching Australia and they made this really great run. They lost on by one bucket, uh, in the semifinals. And then they lost like, I think again, by like one bucket or maybe not, I don't know, but they lost again. Like, the bronze time medal around. Game. Yeah, they lost again in the bronze medal game. Uh, but they came back with a vengeance in the Tokyo Olympics, and they won bronze, which was the highest they've ever finished in anything, and it was awesome. And Anyway, Australia's doing great. But that got me really, really into it, and I, I just really like the international competition aspect, I guess, of it. And it's coming up, as I said, tomorrow. And mm. it kind of got me thinking, and I was like, okay, this is not on the level of the World Cup, of the soccer World Cup or the Olympics, because kind of nothing is. Like, there's the right. Olympics and the FIFA World Cup are like – worldwide extravaganzas with so much money and influence that nothing pretty much will ever take overtake that. And then there's every, and then there's everything else. And the FIBA, the FIBA world cup though is still really big. And I was thinking about it and I was like, well, soccer is obviously the world's number one sport. Basketball doesn't rival it. Football, you know, American football doesn't rival it. You know, hockey, baseball, none of those things rival it. It's, it's soccer. cricket. I think cricket rivals it. Um, Yeah. I think cricket is, I don't know that cricket's all that close though. I think cricket, I, I think it's know. like it's like soccer, cricket, and then it's like and then you know, whatever everything the third else, one yeah. is. So it's like Those bowling. Brits, dude, spreading know. everything. Um <clears throat> Yeah, imagine, so... imagine like spreading your culture all over the world. I hope I never live in a country that does yeah. that. You know, <laughs> unbelievable. How dare they? <laughs> so the FIBA World Cup's coming up and it's gonna be really cool. And I got thinking about it and I was like, okay, in terms of the WBC, this is way far ahead of the WBC. It's getting a lot more international exposure. Uh, I think rank and file basketball fans are a lot more into the FIBA World Cup than rank and file baseball right. fans are into the WBC. That Is kind of there thing. like that controversy that baseball has where people either think the World Baseball Classic's amazing or they think it's stupid and they're like, well, okay, why would people want to get hurt? Okay, so I don't, I don't know. Um, and I want to say I like basketball. It's like my we were talking about this the other day, Tom. It's like my like number two sport. Like that's the one I pay attention to the most. But I'm not anywhere close to being as knowledgeable on basketball as I am about baseball. So right. uh, this is all anecdotal. I don't actually know. Um, but I think most people like the FIBA World Cup. And so basically that's a good segue. And what I was going to say is I think the big difference, because 
MLB has plenty of money and they spent plenty of money on, on the WBC. And there right. are other nations that, that t- take it very seriously, like Japan, Korea, the US, the Dominican Republic, those that take it really, really seriously. The issue that I think a lot of people have is the players themselves. A lot of players choose not to participate every once in a while. A guy will get hurt, that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. that that's like the thing holding it back. If we had, I shouldn't say that's the only thing holding it back, but that's one of the things holding it back. If we had every single player that could, you know, the best players playing in, in the WBC, it'd be a lot better off. And the, the FIFA World Cup, I think, has this down. Like, I think it's not an issue that people don't play for their country. I think it's like you're shamed and humiliated if you don't play for your country. Right. I think. I'm not an expert on the FIFA World Cup, but I think that's the way it is. And the Basketball World Cup is like splitting the difference, but I think they're a lot better with player buy-in than 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 the WBC. Like, there are some holdouts, and, and Team USA is the problem because they're running like a B team out there. And obviously the United States is so dominant at everything that their B team is still like the favorites to win the whole thing. But like, they don't have LeBron James, Steph Curry, those guys, they have like right. Jalen Brunson. Who's like an all-star. Like he's, he's, he's good. Like Brandon Ingram. He's very good, but he's not. LeBron okay. James. So they're treating it like team USA in the world baseball classic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Although this time they did one arm tied behind their back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like they're so good that like they're still the favorites to win, I think. Right. Um, but other than that, like pretty much every country has like their top guys. Nikola Jokic, who just won MVP, isn't playing for Serbia. And uh like Giannis can't play for Greece because he just had knee surgery. But for the most part, everybody's bought in. Dude, and imagine I think... being team Serbia and you're like, Okay, well at least we got that guy. And then he's like, Oh, I can't play. Damn. Oh my gosh. I guess, no, because I guess we're finishing yeah. last. No, I th- I think the funny because Serbia does have at least some some still very good NBA players. But I think the right. thing that's hilarious is Greece had Giannis, which is Giannis is probably right. the best player in the NBA, top five. He's amazing. And he gets knee surgery and he can't play. And I and I don't know their roster, so they could have a couple other NBA guys. I think they have his brother who plays for the Bucks. Um, but I, I was I was reading an article and it was like Greece may be missing Giannis, but they can still count on big man Yorgos Papa Nicholas, I think is his name, or Yorgos Papa Giannis, which Dude, is a hilarious name. That's which is an amazing name. Ruthlessly guy, Greek name. Yeah, that's such a good name. <laughs> but that guy was like a big time draft bust like five years ago. Like that's like their second in line. Oh, you know man. I mean? Yeah, which is hilarious. Oh, so they're like they're like Columbia, the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, like they're they not, have it's like not gonna go well, one yeah. relevant player. They have uh, oh well they got Jose Quintana, and hey, if he gets hurt, I mean at least they can count on like the corpse of Carlos Lee. Yeah, it's not cool. Um <laughs> But so, but so the thing with player buy-in is, and I think this is really important, the mid-tier teams, I shouldn't say mid-tier, the non-elite teams. The Yankees-tier teams. Yeah, have, I think, pretty much all their guys. So I'll use Australia as the example because I'm well-versed in them. Is Australia mid-tier? I think Australia's ranked like third in the world. They're really good. But the point is, like the top, the top teams in the world are like the U.S., oh! obviously. And then France and Spain, I think, are like elite. Like they're like they can win a gold medal like in any event. Um, okay. And I think Australia is like solidly right below them. I think, but like Australia do- doesn't have really any superstars like LeBron James. They've got a guy named Josh Giddy who's like a rising up and coming guy with the Thunder who's gonna be really good. But like okay. they don't have any like LeBron type guys. But they have all their guys. They have there's a guy a, a power forward on the. Rockets named Jock Landale, who just got hurt, but he was committed to play. So they have so every NBA player. Australia like they... sounds like if this was the World Baseball Classic, if I was going for my dark horse, since I took Venezuela in the World Baseball Classic, it sounds like I would take Australia here. 
Yeah, they're like Venezuela, Mexico, sort of that tier of like they're not U.S. Japan like level elite, but like they're very good and like like they could beat the U.S. on a on a bad U.S. night. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I bet my house the U.S. would win, but like I don't want to bet my house because they, you know what I mean? Because they could do win. it. Um, I'll <laughs> yeah. wait. well, I don't think they'll play each other. But the point is, Australia has all their guys. They they actually turn down NBA players. You know what I mean? Okay, well, yeah, that so you know like, what that sums it up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like they they turned down and like not elite NBA, but like they were turning down NBA talent. And f- like four years ago, that wasn't the case. So like right. player buy-in is like real in the FIBA World Cup, and like people like they're really excited. Um, mm-hmm. like there was a guy named Matthew Delvadova who won a, a championship with the Cavs with LeBron, and he good was a like, pretty big. Yeah, it's a good name, and he was like pretty big a little while ago, and he's he's kind of fallen off now, and now he's like a reserve player. Um, but he it was like an issue, like he was like pissed that he didn't make the team, and now he's like, oh, I'm gonna come back with a vengeance to earn a spot in the Tokyo or the Paris Olympic squad. Like it's like, like it matters to these guys, and I don't think the World Baseball Classic really has that cachet outside of a few uh, nations. Man. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't think that that's fully true. That's true in the United States, especially with yeah. pitchers, but. I don't know. I mean, a lot of other countries were like, I would say they had that level of buy-in. Like, I would say Mexico did. Um, Japan always does. Um, who else? I think uh, I think Australia was kind of starting to get into it as much as they could, you know, as much as there is yeah. an Australian baseball fan base. But, like, uh, all of the Latin American countries have that level of buy-in. Like, I think Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. It's just the Dominicans kind of pooped the bed real hard this time around. But like, yeah, like Mexico kind of had like a dream run, and like, yeah, I mean that even like Chinese Taipei, like the Taiwanese fans going absolutely crazy at every game. I think, uh, I think the problem is that we live in the United States, so we see the level of buy-in that like fifty percent of American baseball fans have, which is. Oh, this is just fancy spring training. And like, yeah, America is the biggest baseball market. So, you know, we have an outsized influence on the way that it's perceived. But uh, yeah, I think that I think the World Baseball Classic is probably a little closer to that than you're making it seem. Maybe I'm being optimistic. Maybe. Well, here, well so here's what I was going to bring up. The problem out. is the U.S., which, you know. It matters a lot. Exactly. So the problem is the U.S. And so, so I did read an article, and I don't know if this is true. I'm assuming it is. But what they were saying was the the Olympics. I think I have this right. The Olympics are next year, and the FIFA, the FIBA World Cup is this year. Okay. And I think it like really takes a lot out of your off season to play on like a national team like this, because mm-hmm. you know you got all these training camps, you got to do practices and stuff, and then you have a basketball tournament, which is like two weeks. And right. you have qualifiers and stuff before that and everything. So it's like you don't have that much of an off season. So what what this what I think it was Brian Windhorst was saying was like if you're Kevin Durant, you kind of got to pick one. You can't go two off seasons in a row of not having an off season. Maybe that I don't I'm not sure how Oh uh, what's well, so like they want to play in the Olympics, so they're not playing in this. Yeah, exactly. Like they played in the Olympics last okay. time, they're probably gonna play in the Olympics this time, so they took this one off. I'm not hundred percent sure if that's the case, but like Okay, I can understand. But like basketball is the same problem where like the the American stars are sitting out and the rest of the world is 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 playing for the most part. And the WBC had that problem. Like the US 
they got Trout and stuff, and Harper was going to play until he got hurt. Like they they got some guys, but like the U.S. did not bring its its A game. You could argue it was, that anyone. It was the B. pitching was the problem. It yeah. was the pitching. The and position that is, players that is a did big issue. That is a big issue in baseball. The bat like basketball, it's five guys on the floor. They all relatively do the same activity. Baseball mm-hmm. is different. Like like pitchers don't want to get hurt. Batters can sort of afford to do it. It's, it's different. I right. understand, but like I th- I think what I'm getting at here is that basketball is so in such a better spot internationally that the u.s not caring isn't as big of a blow because the rest of the world is so good right when the u.s doesn't care in baseball it kind of tanks the tournament it doesn't tank the tournament it was still awesome but like it it, it everybody sits there and goes man this would be so much cooler if the u.s put together its best squad in basketball, right. it doesn't feel that way because Spain's still amazing, France is still amazing. I mean, like, like there's still like legitimate NBA stars taking place. Whereas in the in in baseball, it's more like, yeah, Otani played for another team, like that was really cool. But like, it's the U.S. You know, Does, am I making sense? I mean, you're right about the U.S., but like, I think that I think that we've been shown at this point that. When NPB puts together a team of its stars, it is a world-class team. So, you know, there is that. Um, a lot of stars showed up for other teams. A lot of young guys showed up for other teams, too. Like, I think uh, I think Italy had a, a decent number of young guys that people yeah. otherwise weren't going to get to see. Um, the qualifiers, I think, might have been a little bit better for that. But, uh, I mean, Great Britain had some, too. You know, we talked to uh, to our boy Donovan about uh, Harry Ford and dudes like yeah. that. Um, it is the problem is the United States, which sucks because you know baseball is American sport. We're supposed to right. be like the We're baseball American. capital. We're right. it's, so it's same thing with basketball. Basketball is American sport. Uh, I but, think, but, but basketball has done such a better job of growing internationally. Yeah, what is like the Japan of basketball? Like, what's like the Probably the France, Spain. The, I mean, and I, I again, I am not an expert, but I think right. France and Spain are like the clear next next. And I think Australia is actually getting to that point. They're really good, but okay. but I think France and Spain are like the 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 clear like they consistently send guys into the NBA every year. They send like absolute stars like Pau Gasol and Tony yeah. Parker and, and like. Um, and like the I number think... one overall pick for the Spurs, this guy Victor Weminyama, who like could be like one of the greatest players of all time, is from France. Like, um, there's a lot of Eastern European basketball players too, right? A lot of uh, yeah, there are a lot them. of like like Serbia, Croatia, like teams like that have sent some really good players in the NBA. Um, I, so okay, so I want to get into a couple like practical things though that I think that the that right. the WBC could learn from, and one okay, one thing in particular is. They're not just following the money. And I understand pretty much any sporting event is a money grab. Like, I'm not saying money's not involved here. That's what sports is all about. People aren't playing for free. But the 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 host nations of, of this year's World Cup are the Philippines, Indonesia, and Japan. Not basketball okay, so, powerhouses. Like, I don't, I don't and think... And I guess that they're doing this as, like, an outreach thing. I think so. And China was okay. one last time... China, no, China was the host nation last time in China. Like, yeah, Yao Ming was a Hall of Famer. But, like, China does not have, like, a flourishing basketball scene. As far as I know, I shouldn't say that because they're a very big basketball market, but they don't have, like, an amazing team or anything. Yeah, and I was going to say, it seems, like, it seems like the way that China works in, like, everything 
is that they're a huge market for it, even if they don't like produce it that much themselves. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it, because because the NBA gets a ton of money from China, but but they're not producing stars. Well, well and look, look at um, like movies like the Chinese box office is like as important as the U.S. box office oh, yeah. at this point for movies. So I think, yeah, I think it, yeah. it's probably the same kind of thing where it's just like there's so many people and there's so many people who are like just getting into like what we would consider like a modern standard of living in china that they're just hungry for this stuff and they you know it's like oh well let's get basketball over there before yeah, i fill it yeah. with something else <laughs> but, but so here's like here's my thing though think about where the, and and like indonesia is not like i don't i don't even think they have a team in the world cup they might just by virtue of being a host but like they're not good and right. the philippines <laughs> is like i think like a little bit up and coming they have a guy named kai soto who like could be a prodigy but like they're not they're not a good team but right. but they're like fertile soil i suppose and right if you look at the WBC, like where do they host their games? The U.S., Japan, Korea, Taiwan, right? Yeah. Like, like they hosted two separate pools in the U.S. Like, what is going on here? Like, they they're going where the money is. There, and I understand they're going where the facilities are and stuff too. Yeah. But like, you're telling me there's not one park in Australia they could they could host a round at? Like, you're telling me there's not one park in like Germany? Like they played they played in Germany. Yeah, qualifiers and stuff. Yeah. Like, like they're chasing the money. And like, if you look at it, like, yeah, the host Japan has incredible turnout. Host Korea has incredible turnout. When you watch like Australia versus Czech Republic in Japan, how much money are they making off of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like also I mean, like if you host, if you host it somewhat close to Japan, they'll travel. Like I, I don't want to get into like the, the finance of it because I really don't know, but like, it really bothers me that they're, they're like, this is what MLB does. And this is what corporations do a lot of the time. They're chasing like the short-term dollar at the expense of like long-term growth. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I think that they're kind of just banking on like, okay, well, you know, the checks show up and they qualify for next year. So baseball interest in the Czech Republic and Slovakia is going to rise, which to be fair is like kind of what happened. But uh, but like, like they're not doing anything to help it along. Yeah, I don't think any of those fans got to go to any of the games. You know, like they probably got to go. To, I know that like a couple of Czech fans got to go to games in Regensburg for the qualifiers. Which if you well, were going to pick one, like... that was the game to go to. But yeah, it does seem like what you're d talking about with the basketball with FIBA, which I'm never going to be able to take that acronym seriously, yeah. but. <laughs> Um, it sounds like MLB likes to do that in the qualifiers and then put the real games in like, you know, the US and Japan, which is like, yeah, you know, the US and Japan have the most and the most expensive and the most seating accommodations, baseball stadiums. So like, you know, I get it. But yeah, it would be kind of nice if like, if you could promise like a, a team Australia versus like like Japan versus Korea, if you could promise a game like that in Australia, like you'd probably find somebody who'd be willing to put up a stadium. I mean, Brazil put up how many stadiums to host the Olympics? Right. Well, well, and the other thing is like, I mean, it might be different because the Olympics is just crazy money, but you know. Well, but, but, but the other thing is, yeah, and that's a lot of government funding too. But the other thing is, yeah. is. Like look at look at the players and the qualif and I'm not trying to demean them. They're all better than I am. But like take like like the Regensburg qualifiers that we watched, which were super fun. Right. The like who were the the draws with name value there? Like Vance Worley, Aaron Altair. You know what I mean? Like yeah. cool. Martin like, really Chervenka. 
Yeah, like yeah. I'm really glad they played, but like if I'm like like how cool would it be to see like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani play in Germany? Like I think if you're like a German like if you're a German person with like a passing interest in baseball, Mike Trout's gonna get a lot, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna have a lot better shot of hooking them in with stars than than with Aaron Altair. I think respect. Otani is the guy that you Otani's would the guy. do that with because Otani is Otani is like the the Pele of or like the the David Beckham of baseball. Like he's kind of the, the closest thing we've had to Babe Ruth in a long time, where he's just a, a star Ubiquitous, who kind of yeah. arguably transcends the game. Yeah, but like, uh, it 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 is a little bit of a question of like what do you start with do you start with developing interest or do you start with sending stars there it's like if you, Can't you do t- both if well probably i don't know i mean i don't run mlb organizations but like if you send otani if you send team japan to go play the czechs in the czech republic and like eight thousand people show up they probably would be like okay we're never doing that again even though my guess would be 8,000 people would be an amazing turnout for a baseball game in Czech, the Czech Republic. But, like, I think they want to be like, hey, let's send Otani to the games where you're going to have, like, 60,000 people show up or whatever. You know, standing room only. Which, like, yeah, you know, we've talked about before how we're not interested in teams making money because we're baseball fans. Like, yeah, no, go ahead make money. We don't have a problem with it. It's just, that's not what we're rooting for. You know, like we want yeah, the I mean, game I guess to be that's better. We want to watch like, good games. Yeah. Well, like that's uh, what it comes down to. Like they're prioritizing making the money off of the extra 40,000 fans they can fit in. than the fact that baseball as a whole will be better down the line. It's the same issue right. with blackouts. It's, you know, yeah, MLB no, keeps doing this themselves. The the other thing the other because we can go on about MLB forever. The other thing is that that bothers me that I think they could they could fix is qualification. And I don't I don't know that much about FIBA qualification. I don't know if there are any automatic berths or anything. I didn't get that far into it. But mm-hmm. like everybody's playing the qualifiers. Every like Australia played, U.S. played, France, Spain, all of them had to qualify. And like, yeah, I think France I saw the U.S. versus Canada on TV at the gym the other day. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, like, like first of all, they're the U.S., they're Spain, they're France, and they're, like they're gonna qualify. It's fine, you know what I mean? Right. So, so it's fine. I like that though that everybody has to qualify, and especially for the WBC. And and I'll explain why. There were some significant omissions in this World Cup. Like I think the Czech Republic. Poland, Nigeria, like teams with solid basketball programs, I think, that have players in the NBA didn't make the cut. And teams like Angola, Cape Verde, that have never sniffed the World Cup before that I don't think have any NBA players, like maybe one, made it. And like, are they going to go anywhere in the tournament? Probably not. But like, how big of a deal is that for Angola basketball? It's huge. You know what I mean? Whereas baseball, like the World Baseball Classic, has four spots up for grabs like every single time. And they had what 12 teams competing to to make those spots, I think. And so it's like wasn't it more I don't that? I think it was six in each qualifier, wasn't it? Um it doesn't matter. Uh yeah, it doesn't matter. But 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 the thing that bothers me is okay, you have now you have 16 teams that are guaranteed a spot. And I don't agree with that to begin with because there were teams in there like 
I love the Czech Republic. I thought it was awesome they played, and I I was really glad they earned a spot over China. Right. I'd be okay with making the Czech Republic qualify again. Like, I don't think they're like a baseball powerhouse that just has earned the right to be there year in and year out. But I also like the idea of making the U.S. qualify again. Like, if, if somebody can knock off the U.S., good on you, man. You know what I mean? Like Also, like, something that you could do is if you're Team USA, you can send your D squad to qualifiers. Yeah. Put a bunch of prospects out there. Let them play. Like top u.s prospects are gonna crush like half the countries in the world the same for japanese prospects will go out there and smoke like half the countries in the world like right it, like the u.s the u.s could send like a, a d1 college team and probably like like 10 run <laughs> australia you know right. well and the thing is like i understand you like you want to have name value to some degree so like maybe make it like the top two teams in each pool automatically qualify so that way like the u.s now i guess not the dominican republic this year but like the u.s venezuela no. japan all those like they automatically no. get in and then a team that vastly underperforms like korea earn your way back in and, and i like the yeah. idea now of like i don't understand why it's so exclusive because it was like okay like what teams qualified this year it was the czech republic and great britain right and then it was panama nicaragua i think and then these mm -hmm. interesting countries like Brazil and you know, like Germany, like they didn't make it. Spain. And, and I, I don't, I don't, yeah, Spain. Like I don't like that there there weren't enough spots up for grabs. And listen, if they did it my way and there were twelve spots up for grabs, Spain still might not have made it. Brazil still might have still, still not have made it. It's not about Brazil. It's about the like why why are we so married to having this pretty much the same tournament every every single time? You know what I mean? Like, like, why, why don't we have it more up for grabs? And if Argentina goes on a hell of a run, then let them into the tournament. Like, that'd be cool. Go ahead. Like, I, I, I guess the question would be, and I, I agree. Like, I honestly wouldn't mind if just everybody had to qualify every year. It's like, you know, the U.S. will, you know, Japan will, you know, Korea will, you know, like, you know, who else? DR will, Puerto Rico, Venezuela. Like, right. they're all going to qualify. They could send whoever they want and qualify. Uh, like, how many really well-developed basketball countries are there because with baseball i mean counting puerto rico which is not its own country so right. they're you know they're sort of fudging that a little bit Less there's what, 10 like, there's like six countries i guess mexico sort of mexico probably mexico, counts yeah. at this I point so you got like six Northern seven countries mexico. yeah but like but yeah like mexico put together a fantastic team this year they had like arguably like the third best team in the tournament yeah. Uh, if not the second best, uh, they were probably on the whole a little bit better on average than the U.S. Like their pitching was way better. But uh, like if you only have like seven countries, like they're probably just like, OK, just send all seven of them because we need to fill out this tournament and then we can have qualifiers with the rest of them. I don't see that why not have qualifiers for everybody, except I guess just that it costs money. But yeah, I guess know. so. But I don't, again, I don't... we're not really that interested in you know like <laughs> Rob Manfred's salary getting like boosted every oh. year. Well, and the other thing that I, and I understand this is different for baseball than it is for basketball, but they have Olympic qualification tied to the World Cup. I think so. Like if like. I don't I, I'm not that well versed in it, so I'm not sure. But I 
basically what I'm getting at is there are Olympic berths up for grabs in this tournament, right? Right. So like if you play well enough and make it far enough, you can make the Olympics. I okay. understand with baseball, you couldn't do that this time around because it's not going to be the Olympics. But like the Olympics are going to be are going to have baseball in 2028. So like the 2027 WBC, like why don't you talk to the, the Olympic committee and say like, hey, you know, let's say there's going to be eight teams. What if we had four spots up for grabs in the WBC? Well, I think that would matter to, to a lot of people. Right. You know what I mean? Now, something I'm thinking of in terms of like, if you're going to do qualifiers for everybody, I think my understanding is that they you do the qualifiers all in like one spot for like soccer and like basketball and all that type of stuff. I know that like MLB teams will frequently like rent out their uh, spring training facility like in the middle of the season when like nobody's using it anymore. Like, why wouldn't you just like talk to some MLB teams like either in Arizona or Florida and right. just be like, hey, get like like five, six stadiums and just host qualifiers at spring yeah, training tournament. stadiums. And then, you know, yeah, like the fact that the checks are not going to be able to pay, you know, whatever it would cost to rent the stadium. Like, I'm sure Team USA could pick up some of the slack. Right. You know, I'm sure Japan could. It'll be fine. Or MLB could. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, we're, no, come on, dude. What do we expect MLB to develop yeah. the game of baseball? But yeah, like, and th these dudes from like the Czech Republic and like Colombia and like it, dudes coming over from China and Australia, like they don't really even get to play in stadiums that are as nice as spring training stadiums no. or gonna be better facilities than they ever get to use. I think a lot of them rent them out to do their own version of like spring training anyway. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't you just work with that? I mean, I I could be just making stuff up, but. It seems to me like if you had like a qualifier tournament and just got everybody together, come on down. Maybe the problem is that they do it during spring training. I guess that would be the problem. But you could hold the qualifiers like, you know, like in like September of the year before, like they already do. Yeah, that's true. You know what? Yeah, yeah. actually, you're right. The other thing that I wanted to bring up with the World Cup, and we can be done after this, is I I, I really do see the FIBA world cup as like the next step of evolution for the WBC, because people like to compare the yeah. WBC to the Olympics and the FIFA world cup. And right, maybe it's just maybe, not on that level. I mean, that would be, I would love to see that, but I think at least in our lifetimes, Tom, it's just not going to be that big and that's okay. Right. But I, I do think yeah, we don't that, have like 180 baseball yeah. countries, oh. but I do think with a lot of work and making the right decisions, the, the WBC could get on the level of the basketball world cup and and I think that one of one of the big things that people get bothered by, not me, I love this, but one of the things that bothers people yeah. is the eligibility requirements. And they say like, oh, you just let anybody play for anybody. It's stupid. They're not even real citizens. I think there's perfectly valid reasons to allow people to play it. It spreads out the talent right. and lets teams that wouldn't have talent otherwise have talent. And it's well, just I think cool we've discussed before that it's yeah. a necessary evil, even if you don't like I would, it. I don't even call it an evil. I think it's great. But I understand other people don't like that. However, we think it's necessary. MLB thinks it's necessary. The World Baseball Classic thinks it's necessary. However, right. basketball, it seems, isn't in that predicament because they don't hold to that. What they do is you have to have citizenship. And on top of that, you can have one naturalized player. So, for instance, Australia, every player has to be, hold an Australian passport, which is not the case of the WBC. You just have to be eligible for it. But on right. top of that, 
you can only have one player who's a naturalized citizen as opposed what do you call the other one like a birth natural born <laughs> yeah i guess so so like by naturalized it means like you acquire citizenship later in life so you're not born a, a citizen the only so, one so, randy rosarena <laughs> exactly so in the case of australia they have a guy named matisse thibel who was an all a two-time i think all defensive player on the sixers he got traded to the uh trailblazers he's very good um yeah. And he he grew up in Australia for a little while, I think, and he's now representing them. And he he's an Australian citizen. He just wasn't born there. He moved there as a kid. He's their guy. There's another guy named Bryce Cotton who played like a handful of games, I think, for the Grizzlies or the, I don't know something like that. And uh, and he was like okay in the NBA. He's gone over and played in Australia professionally. He married an Australian woman. He lives there now, and I think he's in the process of getting citizenship. So there was there was like this big debate in Australian basketball circles of who do you take? Do you take Bryce Cotton? He's the scorer, or do you take Thibault for the defense? They opted for Thibault. But the point is, you can only have okay. one guy. You can only have one guy who's like loose with the rules. Everybody else has to be like an Australian through and through. And every team holds to those rules, right? So mm. I think that's a little strict. All, obviously, basketball rosters are smaller. They're only 12-man rosters, whereas the WBC was, I think, 28. But like that, I think that could be the compromise later on. You know what I mean? For the WBC, if it grows to the point where they feel like they don't need to just let anybody and everybody play – you right. could do something like that. You could do maybe like half, like half your team has to be set at citizens or, you know, a quarter of your team can be, you know, foreign imports, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't have to be all or nothing, which I think people turn the argument into of like, you have to be a citizen. And it's like, well, if that's the case, then only a couple of countries are going to be good. But also people get bothered when no, only has- a couple of countries are even going to be able to put a team together. <laughs> yeah. But it also bothers people when teams like Israel and Italy have like pretty much all foreign imports. So like, Right, you they're just the like American that. JV squad. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you could do something like that. So, I, I really feel like if baseball gets its act together, develops well in other countries, and and just spreads out throughout the world and gets the talent base less concentrated in the United States, and they make good business decisions, which we know MLB is so good at. Right. I really think they could get on par with the Basketball World Cup, and I think that would be wonderful. So, I guess I just wanted to bring this up on the podcast because I think we're looking at it wrong and saying like, man, how cool would it be to be like the FIFA world cup or the Olympics? And that's just not practical, at least within the next 50 years. I think, I think this is more the the outline they should be moving towards. You know what I mean? And the other thing is the, the WBC started with 16 teams and now it's moved up to 20. The FIFA world, the FIFA world cup, I think has 64 teams. And then obviously the Olympics are different. I don't know about anything about that. But the FIBA World Cup has 32 teams. That's something that the world is a reachable number. Mm-hmm. You could look forward to that. I already think they could expand to 24. You could. I think there were four teams in the qualifiers that missed out that could play. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's totally doable. So, I don't know. I just think that's the blueprint they should be following for the most part. I don't know if I trust MLB to do it. <laughs> right. no, I mean, to be fair, you know. Yeah, we talk about oh, MLB, you know, who, who expecting them to commit money to run in the game. You know, we beat that to death a little bit. The World Cup c- continues to be the biggest sporting event ever. Right. FIFA's a million times worse than MLB. Oh, dude, FIFA's terrible. I don't want to get FIFA. FIFA I w- actually just crosses the line into straight up being like the mob. I will say we hate MLB because they're – I don't want to say corrupt, but they're annoying and they're inept right. and they're 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 short sighted and they're greedy. 
uh there's not like a benevolent sports association out like i don't want it this thing like oh man if they could just be like like the nhl the nfl and the nba are all terrible ncaa is 10 times worse than any of those the international yeah. olympic committee is yeah like criminal fifa's criminal like everybody's dirty you know what i mean like a, there's there's no there's no organization out there that i'm looking at as like a paragon of right. virtue mlb i just do love that, that the world the cup is slowly turning into like countries that are dictatorships that like violate everybody's human rights are like well dude if we just build much stadiums and throw on the world cup for a year everybody's gonna love us and they're not gonna run bad press about us anymore yeah and then all the so it's like officials it's like pop, dubai yeah. like uh, you know uh where like qatar saudi arabia they're all like yo let's get into this world cup action you yeah know? Chi yeah china then, brazil then people yeah, won't look issue. at you know that women aren't allowed to drive in our country <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's despicable it's despicable yeah and, and 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 to make it even worse fifa just pockets the money and goes let's do it like they yeah. literally just buy people's vote it's horrible i, I right. that we don't need to get into that so we um, don't want mlb to be like that but you know no in yeah. terms of running a, a tournament that has you know actual international championship status that is what we want <laughs> yeah exactly because you win um, the world cup i don't think anybody has any doubt that you know that that's the ultimate like soccer championship right whereas the status so. of the world baseball classic is still kind of up in the air for a lot of people yeah it depends on although what i think we from. are getting closer to people treating that like the real world championship yeah i would agree um should we do immaculate grid real quick before we log off well we will not be doing immaculate grid because we both already played mm. it today but we do have dollar store immaculate grid that you found yeah, yeah. so um can you uh what's it called it's called crossover grid crossover grid yeah i want to be able to look at it also and to our to our listeners all two of them we already did immaculate grid today so we're using this one but we wanted to do one live do you have it up yeah dude what the switch hitter home run right and left side home run does that oh. mean you have to homer from both sides of the plate hopefully not in the same game because all right well here that's for impossible. instance brave switch it i'm you want to just go with chipper um wait remind was kelly johnson a switch hitter Nah, he was just left-handed just lefty uh no do mark to share mm, okay mark to share 5.3 percent excellent hell yeah you see that all you right a punt and do chipper <laughs> who was um, a cub switch hitter for, then? for brewers played for five plus teams we have to do latroy hawkins right oh ready i already got this sorted ready so we'll do latroy and then diamondbacks edwin jackson dude oh okay yeah we're gonna go with you the, do him two two old standbys played for five plus teams switch hitter home run what are we gonna go with carlos beltron uh yeah, I'm trying. Who else was like a, a switch hitter that made the rounds? No, there's got to be like a switch hitter that. Well, was Victorino five plus? He was a Padre. He was a Philly. He was a Dodger. He was a Red Sox. Red he was an Sox. Oh, there you go. Yeah, do Shane Victorino. All right. I hope he doesn't have to homer from both sides on all those teams. All right, Victorino <laughs> didn't get it, so I guess that is not. I put in works. Beltron. He was nineteen percent. So all right, beautiful. But we, you know um, what, we're we're gonna count it as we didn't get that one yeah all right so diamondbacks braves was david delucci a diamond or a brave i don't know i think i, I think all i know him as is an indian 
a Philly. Wasn't he a Marlin? I feel like he might have been a Brave or a Cub, both. But I don't. I'm not a hundred percent on that. Well, I'm filling in. Our, I mean, Cubs, di- per, Cubs Diamondbacks Cubs Bucks? switch hitter home run. Do we do? Uh, was Milton Bradley a switch hitter? I don't remember. I'm doing it. Milton Bradley. All right. Look at that. One point five percent nailed All it. All right. I'm filling it in with you. All right. Milton Bradley, baby. Okay, let's All right. Hawkins. So so Mark Grace is obvious for Cubs. Yeah, that's that's too easy. Um, uh, yeah, wait, was Chris Capuano ever a Cub? I don't know. Oh, he'd be a good one. Cubs, um, Diamondbacks. Uh, was Sean Dunstan a Diamondback? I don't know. I know he's a giant. That's a good. That's a good name. Um, um we're doing Cubs, Diamondbacks. This I don't, was. Was Ian Happ ever a... No, he just came up with the Cubs. Did uh, Steve Finley make an appearance with the Cubs of the Braves? I don't know. That's too... Yeah, that's too... <laughs> that's too uh, too out there. For D-backs, about... I mean, you could do Kelly Johnson for D-backs Braves. Mm, while we right, got let's... Kelly Johnson on the brain. Yeah. When don't you have him on the brain? That's true. <laughs> Beautiful. 2.2%. Excellent. All right. Excellent. Cubs... Cubs D backs. Uh, I'm trying. Is there like a pitcher, maybe? I think like Carlos Silva. I know. I don't he think was he a, was a. I don't no. think he was a D back. He was a um, Philly and a Mariner and a Twin. Um, man, this is tough. How about? Oh wait, did Miguel Montero go to the Cubs? I believe he did. Should we try that? Yeah, try Montero. That's a good one. Perfect. 8.7%. There we go. That's, we that go. seems really high to me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but he was like kind of good on the Diamondbacks. So. Was he? Yeah, was um, Matt Williams ever a Cub? No. I mean, not that we need to do it now, but yeah, if we're doing Brewers, Cubs... Um, there's got to be a good rando for this. Did Trevor ma- Trevor Cahill came to mind? Was he a brewer? I don't know. I don't I know. I don't think he was a brewer. Uh, okay. Look, do we have Brewers Braves? Did we do that one yet? No, I don't have one yet. Okay, hold on. I gotta fill fill out the grid. I'm not keeping up with it. Kelly Johnson. Who? Uh, wait, wait. Uh, was Mark DeRosa a brewer? I don't think he was. Uh, I can't confirm. Or was Craig Council ever a Cub? How about that? I only remember him as a brewer, dog. Hmm. Um, well, he was a was our, in a barn. Who was our D-backs played for five-plus teams? Edwin Jackson. Okay, Edwin Jackson. Just bang that um, out real quick. Yeah. So we, we need to think about brewers players. Yeah. Uh was like Braden Looper ever on either of these teams. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even was he a brewer? Um yeah. Doug Davis, maybe. Was he a cub? He might have been, but I don't know for sure. Uh Ramos he... Ramirez was a yeah. brewer and a cub. That's a little obvious, but yeah, he might be a little obvious. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Cubs Brewers. Matt Garza. 
3.3%. Is that that's less obvious than Aramis Ramirez? I don't know. I put him in 3.3%. Hold on. I'm putting in Aramis Ramirez. Let's see. All right. Aramis Ramirez. 23%. Okay, you're right. You win. You win. All right. Braves, Brewers. Uh, I mean, Orlando Arcia, but he's that's yeah. too obvious. Um, do they have any pitchers? Oh, I got it. 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 Is it who is it? Ben Sheets. Yeah. All right. What's All the right. percentage? My my score came out to 136 because I got one wrong. Uh, mine came out to 75. I I think it's exclusively because I put in Carlos Beltran as opposed to getting it wrong. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, like I wish they would put like explanations in like exactly what you need to put, you know? Um, um I don't know. Yeah, I think Bre- usually... Brewers five plus team Zach Granke was the most answered. Uh, Zach Granke does not come to mind as a Brewer for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, yeah, not at all. I'm thinking like it would be another uh, like was Matt Stairs a Brewer? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he was. I mean, Matt I Stairs know. played on like every team. Uh five plus teams is getting into like you played on a lot of teams territory. Yeah, but uh, I think maybe like Mike Cameron or Bill Hall. Hall oh, would have been a good one. <laughs> I, I mean, he might have played for like four teams, though. I don't know. Uh, he was um, a Brewer, a Padre, a Red, a Red Sox. Sox. I think he was a Pirate, wasn't he? Was he a Giant? Was... Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh. Uh, but you know what? 1.5% for Latroy Hawkins. That, that's a good one. I, I think we did good. I'm proud of Ben Sheets, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm proud of uh, Milton Bradley for yeah, Milton switching Bradley's his home run. I'll put up pictures, by the way, for those listening. I'll, yeah. Uh... Put up a picture of, <laughs> of our grids. Yeah, Latroy Hawkins is really funny. <laughs> Guys, play crossover grid, okay? Because you know what? We we all love Immaculate Grid, but you can only play it once a day. Like, what yeah. the hell is that? We, on the other hand, not we. This is more of a Ethan exclusively found crossover grid. I couldn't be happier, except for uh, one thing that it comes out with that really blows is uh, they will have teammate of a player, and it's not the player's name. It's just a picture of the player. And yeah. it's always paired with, like, home run in the World Series. And you're like, dude, come on. Yeah, it's like, like who... home run in the World Series, yeah. teammates with, like, Ryan Roberts. Like, what? I mean, he was a Red Sox. So I, probably, I guess he could do Ortiz or something. I don't know. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you have to know that. That's the problem. Yeah, it's they get a little too zany, I think, but yeah, I, I think it's I meant do... to be like immaculate grid hard mode, but you yeah. know, but listen, still good time, play it, you know, and you know what? Send the money, just give the money for no reason, and then be like, yeah, the baseball podcast sent us, and then they'll sponsor us. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, this is gonna be but a yeah, long is, one. Yeah, this has been the baseball podcast. I realize, guys, I want to apologize because we really didn't talk about 
anything interesting today. And when do we ever? Yeah, when but, do we? Uh, for those of you who uh, who stuck around, you know, I do want to say, uh, I want to say this to you. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Why don't you okay. introduce him to our friend? To our friend? What's his name? I don't know who you're talking about. You got to remind me his name. Mm. Well, so we were playing, you know, Crossover Grid just now. And uh, let's say, for example, you had Braves Giants. Okay. Who's somebody you could throw out for that? You know, there's mm-hmm. a couple. Maybe a second baseman. Yeah, you know, you need a second baseman. Um, hey, Mark, DeRo- somebody... Mark DeRosa. There you go. Yeah, somebody who, somebody who's good at you know letting people know that uh, it's time to not be podcasting anymore. Yeah. And there's really only one guy I can think of who, What's who his qualifies. Name? Um, well, I've sent this to New York. Okay, we've looked over the tapes. Um, we really we watched everything in slow motion. And uh, the ruling on the field is. And subsequently, he would like to inform you that we'll see you on the next one.